If you have a story you would like to hear featured on this podcast, please go to AsTheRavenDreams.com and click the button to submit your story. Also, if the platform you're listening on has the option to rate this podcast, please consider doing so. And thank you. I have a bit of a story, but I'm not sure if it's actually a glitch in the Matrix or some kind of telepathic thing, but I'm just going to say that telepathy is a glitch in the Matrix because it's something that we're not supposed to be able to do. Plus, it's not like I was trying to push my thoughts into someone's mind or anything. It just kind of played out in a way that made me feel like I had control over my reality. Maybe it could be a type of manifestation glitch? I don't know. Either way, here it is. About a week and a half ago, I was home and was picking up my apartment, trying to get it all organized and put together, when my girlfriend texts me and asks if I want to go to the movies. I told her that we could go later and that I was trying to get some things situated at home, and she said that she could come over and help if I wanted. I figured, why not? It's a nice way to spend time together, and it does get the work done, so I tell her that she is more than welcome to come over if she wants to do so. After we get off the phone, I go back to cleaning and organizing my bathroom, and I start to get this weird craving for Chinese food. Like, I really, really wanted fried rice. I grabbed my phone and thought about calling her to ask if she could pick up some food on the way over, but then I figured we could just go out and get dinner after we finished up and before we went to the movies. I finish picking up my bathroom, and I move on to vacuuming, when I realize that my girlfriend is taking a really long time to get here, way longer than normal. It should have been a ten minute drive at most, and she was already leaning into half an hour, I grab my phone to call her, and as soon as I do, I hear a key hit the lock and she walks in. I kind of lean over to greet her and laugh, saying that it took her long enough, and she responds with, Well, I had to stop and pick up your food like you asked. I pause. I look over. Sure enough, she's carrying food from the local Chinese restaurant. I say that that was really sweet of her to think of me, but then I ask her how she knew that I wanted Chinese food. She looks at me and says, You told me to stop and get you fried rice. I tell her that I didn't, and that I did want it, but I never mentioned it. She swears that I did. Thankfully, I have an app on my phone that records my phone calls, and the call where she said she could come over was only a couple of minutes. I load up the app, play the call on speaker, and at no point during this call did I ever mention food. She asks about the movie, I tell her that I'm cleaning, she said she can come over and help, and I say go for it. We then say our goodbyes and hang up. She was obviously taken aback and confused. She swears that I asked her to pick up Chinese food. She swears that I specifically asked her for shrimp fried rice. I told her that I was absolutely thinking it, but that I never mentioned it. Now, I know that some people could say that she just knows me well enough that she could go and get me food, but fried rice is something I don't normally order. It was just kind of a craving. I normally order beef and broccoli, so this specific craving was even an oddity in and of itself. In the end, we just chalked it up to us being on the same wavelength, but it was a really weird, minor event that happened between us that I do consider a glitch in the Matrix, and it actually hasn't happened since that day, unfortunately. This is a story that I've always wanted to share, 
and have finally found a sub where maybe it'll be taken seriously. Sorry for the length, but I'm including all context and detail. This occurred in 2020, with COVID in full fledge. One of my best friends and I were back home from college, and were playing on a baseball team in Canada together that summer. We were only allowed to play one team, and the team was located an hour and 15 minutes away, going about 110 kilometers an hour from our town. We also did not have a bus due to COVID, and drove ourselves to games. This is also the town that my friend was originally from, so I had done this drive probably a hundred times by this point. Another important note is that we would always time how long it took to get there and back because sometimes we would go super fast and see how fast we could get there. Yeah, we were stupid kids, but I held the record with 37 minutes. You turn off the Trans-Canada Highway about five minutes after leaving our town onto this narrow, rural road. It's single lane and nothing but farm or ranch land for the entire drive. The closest thing to civilization is the odd farmhouse you see way beyond a field. Also, about halfway through the drive, there is a coulee which you must go up and down. It's impossible to miss, as it's the only part of the drive where you have to touch your pedals, other than to pass. Otherwise, you risk one veering into the river, which is at the bottom of the coulee, by going too fast, or two blowing out your engine due to the insanely steep hill. Another important note is that there is only one way to get between these two towns, and that is the single-lane highway. Anyways, we made the drive there and played our baseball games, and then sat for a bit. We talked with my friend's parents, watched them leave, and then sat at the ballpark for about 30 minutes afterwards. Finally, we decided to leave and we checked the clock, which read... 517. We started talking as we drove, making time feel really fast, but after a while, I looked at my friend and said, How have we not hit the coolie yet? He responded with, I don't know, but it should probably be right around this bend. We then pondered how it felt like we had been driving forever. We got around the bend, but to our surprise, we did not see the coolie but we were coming up to the main highway already. I looked down to see that I was only doing 110 to 115 kilometers an hour. That's when both my friend and I checked the clock. This is when we realized the glitch. It was only 5.40. We thought there has to be some explanation. So we went to my friend's house where we arrived at 5.45. We thought maybe we just forgot the time, but... Another detail doesn't add up. His parents aren't home. We immediately call his parents and ask where they are because they left 30 minutes before us, but they replied saying that they were only about halfway home. We interrogated them more, saying, Did you guys stop? No. Did we pass you? No. In fact, we actually did not pass anyone the entire time. My foot never touched the pedals. We didn't go through the coulee. We passed people who left way before us. Did a 115-kilometer drive in 20 minutes? And we have no clue how. Unless all four happens to have massive lapses of memory at the same time. We even checked snap maps with the travel feature, confirming that our trip lasted about 20 minutes. We still have no idea how we did a 1.25-hour drive in 20 minutes, and we bring it up every now and then still with zero explanation, despite there being four witnesses for the event. This was late at night, maybe around 2 in the morning, Everyone living in my house was asleep, and I was just scrolling through Twitter and TikTok. I had my AirPods in my ear and the case right next to me in bed. 
I had gotten up to grab another cover from the closet when I heard something drop. I assumed it was my fire stick, but when I returned to my bed, it was still there. So, I thought no biggie. It must have been my AirPod case. But when I went to look for it, I couldn't find it. I looked under my bed and under my dresser, but still couldn't find the damn AirPod case. Since it was so late at night, I just decided to leave my AirPods on my nightstand and look for the actual case the next morning. The next morning, I began to clean my room, and I mean deep clean. I moved my bed, my dresser, my nightstand, everything and anything. I even looked in my shoes and deep in my closet, but I never found my case. I know it was late at night and I was tired, but... I remember having it next to me, and I remember hearing something fall to the ground. I even asked my mom to help look, but neither of us ever found anything. It was so strange and frustrating because, one, they were expensive, and two, my room isn't even that big. So, it's not like it's in a part of my room that I never go to. To this day, I never found the AirPod case, and I ended up having to buy a new one. Thankfully, that wasn't as expensive. So, this actually happened a few years ago, and it's only because I've found myself here on this sub that I remember it. The weirdest thing happened to me and my boyfriend one night. So, for a little context... I'll just say that I live close to a motorway, and there's this one huge roundabout just off it that you can take to get to a couple of destinations. Anyways, it's a big roundabout with three lanes and five exits. The exit that takes us in the direction to my house is the second one as you come off the motorway, and it's distinct because it's the only exit on this roundabout where you have to go under a bridge, and it's all lit up. This roundabout is always busy because it separates two towns. So, here's what happened, and it all happened quite fast. We came off the motorway, and it was about an hour or so after rush hour, so it wasn't super busy, but wasn't dead either. We were driving towards the roundabout in the right lane, of two lanes, and we need to move to the left in order to be able to get onto the left lane of the roundabout and exit at the correct point. As we're about to switch lanes, another car, the same as ours, significant or not, cuts us up and we end up missing the exit. So I'm like, oh, great, we're gonna have to go all the way back around now. This was annoying because I needed to go to the restroom, but hey-ho, so... We start to drive around it again and reach the light at the third exit of the roundabout, which are red, so we wait. When they turn green, we set off, and then the weirdest thing happened. Just as quickly as we blinked, we were driving down the exits that we were originally supposed to take. We were coming out of the other end of the bridge with the lights. It was absolutely impossible because we had missed that exit, and we needed to do a whole other loop of the roundabout to get back to it again. Not to mention the fact that the exit road itself is quite lengthy before you reach the bridge. I use this roundabout multiple times a week, I know it like the back of my hand, and I've lived in this town all my life. At first instance, I thought it might just have been me being tired and not concentrating, but I looked at my boyfriend and his face was just like, WTF. So I said, did you just see that happen as well? And he was like, yeah, what the hell just happened? absolutely no explanation for it at all, and we were just weirded out for the rest of the night. If you think there may be a logical explanation for this, please share, because I really cannot explain it. One of the stories in your last video reminded me of what happened one day, about three and a half years ago, before I went to school. 
I woke up to check my phone to see if I have time before the alarm rings. It was 6.34, and in four minutes, it would ring. Yes, I had set my alarm clock at 6.38, because I needed about two minutes to wake up for good. The sun was up. I drank some water, and I went to the toilet. I did my thing and got out of the bathroom. When I got out, it was dark outside, and there was no chirping. I checked my phone, and it was 5.19 a.m. Now... The five can be seen as a six if you're too sleepy, and I guess the four was actually there, because maybe I was in the toilet for five minutes, but how did my brain make the three a one? How did I see sunlight when it was dark outside? I still to this day have no explanation. The good thing was that I had about another hour and twenty minutes to sleep. I'm still tripped up over what happened. For some background, I, a little over a month ago, purchased this really nice green flannel for $60. Now, for the past month or month and a half, I've been wearing this flannel basically non-stop and it was never out of my sight for very long. Well, this past Friday, I left my house to head over to my boyfriend's. Now, I have multiple ring cameras around my condo-slash-parking area that showed me very clearly having that green flannel in my bag that I packed for his place. So, I know for a fact that I left with it Friday night around 9pm. Saturday morning rolls around, and I drive back to my place very early to drive my mom to the airport, and my ring camera footage very clearly showed that I did not bring it back to my house. I also know for a fact that I left all of my stuff at his place, as I knew that I would return after the drive to the airport. Later that Saturday, when I returned to my boyfriend's house, I noticed that my green flannel, which I always place very carefully on an office chair in his room, is nowhere to be seen. I start panicking because it was expensive, plus I almost never lose or misplace things, and I tear apart not only his entire room searching everywhere for it, but I also tear up his entire house looking in places that I had not even gone with it. I even checked my car. His car? My mom's car? This flannel had entirely disappeared without explanation. Once I eventually head back to my house Monday morning, I begrudgingly go out to repurchase the flannel thinking that, if anything... I will keep the tags on this new one while I spend the entire week recombing through every square inch of my boyfriend's house, as well as my place. Tell me why I randomly wake up around 3am to the lost flannel ever so casually, laying across my bed under my feet. I was home alone with no one else other than my dog. I cannot explain it in any logical form how it reappeared out of seemingly thin air. When searching for it, I even unfolded all of my blankets that I had folded up on my bed thinking that maybe it was between the blankets, but it wasn't. I'm happy it's back, but damn, am I confused. I've had this happen three distinct times, several years apart. First, when I was an idiotic 16-year-old, I had recently gotten my license and was driving myself and my little sister home from school. I was cocky and tried showing off for her, turning up the music and headbanging for a few seconds. When I opened my eyes, I remember being a moment away from hitting a parked car. The very next moment, I was two blocks back where I turned onto the street. I pulled over in a panic and my sister asked me why I was stopping. I asked her about that moment at least ten years later, and she said she doesn't remember me headbanging or the music being loud, just wondering why I was stopping so far from home. Second, I was driving to a music festival when I was twenty. 
The festival was a three-hour drive away, and I went with two friends, one of which said we could take his new white Mustang. It was super early, and he said that he was up late the night before, so he insisted that I drive. As we neared the festival, I got to a winding inner-city highway on-ramp, and I couldn't see the approaching traffic very easily, and I wasn't familiar with driving in the area. So, I treated it as any other on-ramp. And I swear that we got hit by a semi that I saw last minute. But the next instant, I was at a complete stop at the end of the on-ramp, with the semi crossing in front of us. I never brought that up with the other two, since I was driving someone else's new car, and it felt wrong to mention it. Finally, I was in my early 20s and remember driving across the state with my sister on our way back from visiting family. It was late, probably 10pm. I was in the left-hand lane and someone came up on me faster than I anticipated. They passed me on the right as I saw another car approaching quickly. I moved to the right lane immediately as the first car passed me to get out of the way of the second car. I hear a loud grinding sound as I hit the black trailer the first car was pulling, only to blink and see the first car and trailer well ahead of me. There was no damage on my car, and my sister didn't see or hear anything weird once again. I'm at the point where I try to avoid driving if possible. I'd rather offer to just pay to help someone cover the cost of gas if it means that I don't have to drive. I've been sitting on these for a while now, and I think about them pretty regularly whenever I'm on a long road trip. I have had several momentary slips of reality. I may eventually share more, but this is the most recent. About a year ago, I was in a bad way. I'd lost my home and was living in a tent with my five dogs. My girlfriend had just gotten a new job three states away and had invited me to move with her. The catch being, I could only take one dog and I had to leave the rest with my family. She was renting a small apartment, and there wasn't even enough room for even two of my dogs, because she had a dog of her own. The decision was very difficult and heartbreaking. I narrowed it down to two of the dogs that would do best in a small apartment. I kept flip-flopping between Boo Boo and Lily, but eventually settled on Boo Boo being that she was the sister of my girlfriend's dog, Leo. This morning, while we were fixing breakfast and talking, as the dogs waited for us to share a bite, I looked down to see Lily staring up at me. My dog is almost 800 miles away. I looked at her thinking something was off about this, and then it clicked in my head. Lily wasn't here. I did a double take only to now see Boo Boo sitting in the exact same spot and looking up at me. I give a lot of presentations at work. There was one particular presentation that me and my team were working on, and after drafting slides and working on it, we decided it wasn't working and we scrapped it, and we had never given it. The draft slides have remained on my laptop for a good two months, and every now and again over that time, I've seen the draft and thought about deleting it. But I always thought, maybe we would go back to it one day and it would be useful to keep it. Yesterday I had a meeting and I was prepared with a different presentation. My colleague introduced us. He then said, and now, you, Adrian, will give you our presentation, which is this draft that we scrapped and never finished. Keeping professional and thankfully having kept the slides, I was able to make it up on the spot, but it was a bit of a mess. After the meeting, I asked him what had happened, to which he was equally confused as to why I had messed this up and told me that we had done that presentation several times. 
We had a pretty friendly disagreement about it. Me convinced that he had just introduced the wrong thing, and him thinking that I had just messed up. And I would have agreed to disagree if it wasn't for him showing me a video on our company's Instagram page of me giving this very presentation. I specifically remember the conversation of us scrapping it, of seeing the files on my laptop several times over the last two months, and having that thought process of whether or not I should delete it. It even features a video I've never watched, and when I've seen that in my drafts, I've thought to myself, I should probably watch that, which I have now watched while giving the presentation for the first time, desperately using the three minutes it took to play it to try to think about what the hell I was going to say next. I'm convinced that I have never given this presentation, in spite of the fact that there is a video of me giving this presentation. Some back story. I'm married. My wife and I have had two separate people try to ruin our relationship and marriage. Their names are Jasmine and Horatio, who just goes by age. We are very dark humor individuals, and we grief each other in a healthy, comical way. So anything like jasmine tea, rice, scents, flowers, etc., my wife would supplement with the whore, rice, tea, flour, etc., There is an H Street a few exits from where we live, and we frequent buying food and going to the mall, which is the H Street Mall. We both poke fun at these occurrences with our own little inside jokes. As a reference point, one particular joke is a grunge band, Local H, and their song Bound for the Floor. It pops up fairly frequently on my phone's playlist when we're driving together, which is always a good laugh. One of the lyrics in the chorus is, You just don't get it, you keep it copacetic. My wife has said keep it copacetic numerous times, and we've listened to this song numerous times. I have a phenomenal memory, so good that I say it's a gift and a curse, much like the titular character from the TV series Monk. Now, the glitch. My wife and I were playing our game just moments ago, and we were alternating impromptu jokes. It was her 35th birthday yesterday, we had a blast of a weekend, and we're just celebrating a lazy Monday at home before we go to work in the evening. I brought up the song, and I played it for her, and she's just looking at me with the blankest of stares. She claims that she has never heard this song. She has never used the chorus line. I started recalling all the instances we have had the interaction, and she just cannot recall. Is she a different consciousness, or am I? And as a bonus, my wife has told me and our son, who is now 18, about breaking her arm as a kid. We both recall her saying that she fell out of a tree that she was climbing. It's now a joke because she says she never fell out of a tree, and that's not how she broke it. We had repeated instances of this argument. A year or two back, she asked our son and daughter and they all said that she had fell out of a tree. That's how she broke it. My mother-in-law confirmed that she never fell out of a tree, so why do my kids and I have a recollection that we were told the arm break was from a tree fall? Mind you, again, I have a ridiculously great memory. My son, not so much, but we arrived at the same point. There are too many instances or occurrences, and this is not a misinterpretation or memory issue. Something with myself or the people around me has changed or been changed from what I know. I had to put my headphones on and blast music. I told my wife that I'm not upset with her because I was sounding upset after my explanation. I told her I'm just freaking out now, and I need a minute. So here I am blasting music in my eardrums and venting out this post. I've been waiting for my first post, and, well, here it is. 
I have other stuff, but I haven't had the determination to post it yet. I am from Leeds in the UK. I'm usually skeptical about Glitch in the Matrix stories, but my own experiences have led me to believe there are some things that do not have an immediate explanation. The first incident happened to me recently, and I'm not sure what to make of it. I was meeting my friend, let's call her Macy, at a Chinese restaurant. I was running late and she got in there and sat down before me. When I arrived, I told the waitress I was here to meet a friend, and before I could finish, she asked me if I was here to meet someone named Macy. I confirmed, and the waitress took me to a table hidden away at the back of the restaurant. After apologizing profusely to Macy, I commented on how busy the restaurant was, and asked why she had chosen such an obscure spot. I mentioned that if the waitress hadn't asked if I was there to meet Macy and showed me where she was, I wouldn't have found it. She looked surprised, and asked how the waitress knew her name. I shrugged and said that I had just assumed she had told her or mentioned it as part of a friendly conversation. She was adamant that she definitely did not and had only spoken to a male waiter, without mentioning her name. I hadn't mentioned her name either. The waitress had mentioned it to me before I got the chance to finish. This bizarre incident has us scratching our heads all night. Macy was also sure that she had never seen this waitress before. We live in a big city, so it's not as if everyone knows everyone. Curious? I asked the waitress how she knew Macy's name in a kind of joking way later on during the meal. She just laughed and said that she had a hunch. Bizarre. As for the second story, is it a glitch in the Matrix or just a weird, natural phenomenon? I was on a plane flying from Doha to Tanzania. After dozing off for a while, I woke up and was confused by what I saw. When I looked at my side of the window, I had a window seat, it was dark and the moon and the stars were showing. It confused me because, in my groggy state, I couldn't work out where the sunlight was coming from. It took me a few seconds to realize that there was sunlight pouring in from the other side of the plane, and I could see the clear blue skies. But my side of the plane was still very dark, and I could see the moon and the stars. Several other people had noticed as well. This plane was literally flying through both day on one side and night on the other. It was like we were flying through some strange vortex at the exact point where half of the world is covered in shadow and the other half is bathed in sunlight. I read up and there was something crazy like a 1 in 6 million chance of that happening, but its exact cause is unknown. It remains a mystery to this very day. This happened a while back. My best friend's sister had a football practice in a school gym, and we decided to tag along. As we arrive, I notice the school is right next to a cemetery, so obviously I point it out because it's spooky. It's relevant later. At this point, we're in the gym and practice has started, but since we were three girls trying to gossip and such in privacy, we decided not to stay in the gym. So, we wandered along the halls and found an empty locker room with a no-cell-phone sign on the door. We were on a ghost jokes rampage because of the cemetery, so, to be silly, I opened the door and stuck my hand in there, waving my phone and shouting, Oh, what are you gonna do? We laughed it off, thinking nothing of it, and then proceeded to our normal activities. When, at some point, I realized I can't find my phone. I definitely remember rolling my jacket into a ball, dropping it on the bench, and then putting my phone on top, so knowing I hadn't moved it, I thought one of my friends took it as a joke. So we decided to start searching. 
and since no one had come in or out of the locker room, the phone had to still be in there. Mind you, it's a pretty small space. It was divided in one bathroom area, only one stall, one toilet, one sink, the shower area with six shower stalls, and the main locker area which we had stayed in. Lockers on two opposite walls, a window on the back wall, and two benches in front of the lockers. So we opened every single locker, we checked on the window frame, literally everywhere possible, even the trash can. An important detail is that the top of the lockers was slanted in a way that any object put on it would slide off, so it couldn't have been there. My phone was nowhere to be found. I even body searched my friends. Eventually we had to go, so I had to come to terms with the fact that my phone had disappeared, but as we were walking out, I convinced my best friend's mom to let me go check one last time. Of course, I didn't want to go alone, so my friends came with me. We get to the locker room, and as soon as we open the door, bam, we hear something loudly hitting the floor. There was my phone, in the middle of the room, facing down after we had just seen it fall from thin air. There was nothing on the ceiling that could have been holding it. The most odd part is that, when picking it up, I directly inspected it to see if the fall had damaged it. No cracks, but instead, condensed drops of water under my screen on the top right corner. I have no idea what actually happened, but we like to joke and say that it was just a goofy ghost. I once posted this on a missing time sub, but it's fairly inactive, and I'm kind of curious if anyone knows anything about possible causes of missing time. Some backstory before starting, this occurred in the summer of 2012. I've only experienced missing time incidents a few times, but will only share the story of the first time, because that's the only one that had corroborating witnesses so I could be absolutely certain of all the bizarre details. So, this friend, who we'll call Geo, would occasionally make what we jokingly call our game night Walmart runs. Basically, on some weekends, when some of our schedules lined up right for us to be able to play video games late into the night like old times, we would sometimes have to take a brief intermission to go get coffee, snacks, and energy drinks. These runs would typically occur around 2 or 3 a.m., and the reason we chose Walmart was because there was a Walmart that was only about three-quarters of a mile away. On this particular summer night in 2012, energy drinks were the only thing we were running low on, and so we'd figured we would take a little break at 12.47 a.m. to go get just the energy drinks and head back. If you're thinking that it's oddly specific that I remember exactly 12.47am, we'll get back to that later. Gio and I volunteered to be the ones to head out for the drinks, and we hop in my car and drive straight to the Walmart. No red lights along the way, and we head straight inside and spend only about two or three minutes in the store. Wanting to get back to our gaming night, we rushed to grab only what we needed and headed to self-checkout. We drove straight home and arrived to our other friends seeming much more tired and exhausted than when we left, and they asked what took so long. We thought they were joking and gave a smart-ass response of how long a drive it was. They seemed confused and demanded a more serious answer. That's when we got confused and asked what they were talking about. They showed us the clock, and we couldn't believe that it was 4.30 in the morning. We also checked the time on our phones to confirm this. Yep, 4.30am. At this point, we started telling them everything. How we rushed straight there, we went through the store quickly and came straight back. They obviously weren't buying it. It's at this point that we started double-checking to make sure that we had our timeline right. They'd sent us a text with a list of each of their preferred energy drinks so we double-checked the time on that since they sent it seconds after we walked out the door. Yep, 12.47am. 
Gio and I have discussed this incident a few times, trying to make sense of what happened. Ultimately, we've never been able to come up with any answers that make sense. As far as the friends we were hanging out with that night, I'm unsure if they believed us or not that we really did go straight there and come straight back. It still makes me a little uneasy trying to untangle the confusion of what could have possibly happened that night. While neither Geo nor I have any clue what happened that night, all we can seemingly agree on is something odd must have happened that neither of us can remember. I remember the events as continuous, and I've confirmed with Geo that he does too. It's not, we head there, get the drinks, and then there's a break in the memory, and then we head back. It's just a continuous sequence of events of driving there, rushing through the store to get the drinks, to get back to our game night ASAP, and then heading straight home. One of the most significant, yet basic glitches that I've experienced was a time when I was walking along the road. It was autumn, so leaves were falling. I was a fair distance from any tree, though, but things felt still. And despite being in a large town, there wasn't any traffic, noise, or people. I remember it being super calm and was just looking ahead, fully aware of things, rather than just daydreaming as I walked or looking at my phone. From the beginning of noticing what happens to the end, it was about 20 seconds, and I was not intoxicated at all. This location is usually noisy and busy, but I was alone. I recall feeling like everything had slowed down. It was so quiet, and looking back, I think it was similar to when video games don't render the environment fast enough and it takes a while to process everything. So, what happened was that I saw a large bunch of leaves suddenly begin to spin around like a vortex about 15 steps away, even though the weather was calm. It doesn't seem unrealistic that these things happen in a breeze. However, as I looked at this, which was literally the only thing around that seemed to be occurring... The leaves were randomly starting to spiral around, all at different speeds. So, it caught my attention. The leaves were going up about five or six feet in the air, and I noticed that they seemed to be out of place. Why would there be about 50 leaves altogether? No stray ones here or there or spread around the vicinity, just one pile that suddenly began to spin around up ahead, that somehow ended up there, even though the closest tree was a hundred meters away. All of a sudden, as I walked closer and looked at this happen, one single brown leaf stopped. It was above the rest of them, which were in motion, almost like a shoal of fish, and it just got stuck. In midair, in the middle of the empty road, in broad daylight. It was like it had been paused or that the codes that nature-slash-the-simulation uses to process the weather had bugged out and frozen like on a computer. One single leaf totally motionless over five feet up in the air, as all the others moved around it. It didn't move for maybe four, five seconds. I looked and began to move towards it, and spoke out loud something like, What the hell? and as I got closer, all the other leaves just dropped down on the ground motionless. But that leaf didn't fall immediately. It dropped about two seconds after the rest. As I stood staring bewildered at a single leaf there, just stuck in the air like a broken pixel on a TV screen. It's almost like it bugged out and it took a moment for it to be processed. I did laugh, but... The image of that single leaf stuck right in the air still causes me confusion to this very day. Afterwards, around 30 seconds later, I noticed all the sounds of cars and people playing music, shouting in the distance, sirens, the birds singing, and all the usual things. I feel like it faded back, but in such a way that it startled me. Like when you turn the volume dial on a powerful sound system up high for a second... 
and it makes you jump. Things were just suddenly loud again. I wish I had thought to pick that leaf up. Maybe I should have walked faster and walked through this leaf vortex just to see what happened, but that's how it is, always in hindsight. It was only later that day I realized just how bizarre the situation was. I'll never be able to get my head around that, and it's just such a simple thing. All I can say is that it definitely was not normal, and I honestly wish that you could all realize how real it was. Maybe there's bugs in the code for Mother Nature or the simulation, but I haven't a clue of why an isolated pile of leaves would suddenly create a vortex that high without it being windy and behave in such a way, as well as that sensation of the world around me fading out like that. Who knows, I still wonder about that one brown leaf from time to time. All I know is that I saw what I saw. Thanks for reading, people. I appreciate it, and forgive me for this long essay. Please, speculate if you have any comments to make. I just felt it was time to stop lurking here and make a contribution. Yours sincerely, a 34-year-old man from the rural East Midlands of England. Peace and love to all. This story starts several years ago, around 2008. I was about to move and I went to see a dear friend who was very ill. We had a nice evening and visit and I decided to spend the night at her house instead of going home. The next morning was chilly, and as I had not brought any extra clothes, she let me have a shirt to wear. It had the name of a local band, Moon Alice, and the silk-screened graphic had a picture of a woman. It was white ink on a rust-red colored long-sleeved t-shirt. Now, I don't usually have long-sleeved t-shirts, and rust red is not a color that I would choose, nor do I usually have things with logos. But that didn't matter. It was a gift from a dear friend. So I wore it home and I put it in my closet. My dear friend passed away a short time later, and that shirt was a special reminder of her, the place, and the music that she liked. I took it camping with me once, and showed it to a friend who camped with me, and asked if he knew the band. I showed him the shirt and talked about that band. Then it went home to my closet. A few years go by, and I had to move again, and was packing my clothes and saw the long-sleeved, rust-red colored t-shirt. I picked it up to think about my friend before I packed it. Only... It was no longer Moon Alice. It had the same woman's face as a graphic in white ink, but it now read Mermaid University, Alaska. I thought, that's weird, and looked for my Moon Alice shirt, but it was nowhere to be found. I was moving and packing all of my clothes, but there was no rust-red Moon Alice shirt anywhere. Besides that, I would have never have bought a shirt like that, I don't wear that color and don't wear logos. I'm basic black and gray all the time. Yet, I now have a rust-red long-sleeved t-shirt with a similar graphic, but just totally different words. I've never been to Alaska, and I wouldn't have bought a Mermaid University shirt anyway. Now, when I was packing, the same friend who had camped and talked to me about the band was at my house. I asked if he remembered the Moon Alice shirt, and yes, he did. I showed him the new version of the shirt and told him how it changed. He thought that was weird. We joked about a glitch in the Matrix before any of these reddits were around, but it had no other explanation. That it had the same graphic, a little different frame and typeface, but otherwise the same shirt. It's it's just strange. I kept it. It's still a reminder of my friend, though no longer a reminder of the band that she liked. I had a weird and kind of 
frustrating glitch in the Matrix recently. It was both exciting, because I love these stories, but also a bit terrifying, because it was something that really made no sense to me. It was about a week ago. I was in my room just talking on my phone with my bestie about nothing in particular. We chatted, made plans to meet up in a couple of hours for lunch, and then we hung up. As I was getting ready to go into the living room to watch TV, I had this really weird urge to clean my room. Like, almost a forcefully compelling urge to do so. My room wasn't really that messy, it was just a bit disorganized and could use a bit of a pickup. So, I gave in to this urge. I put my phone on my end table and I put on Spotify so I had some tunes to listen to while I did my cleanup. I put all of my clothes away, organized and cleaned up my desk, vacuumed, dusted my shelves, basically the whole nine yards when it comes to cleaning your room. At some point during this, the music stopped playing, and it was then that I remembered that my battery was low when I was on the phone, and I hadn't plugged it in, so my assumption was that the battery had just died. I told myself that I would make my bed, and then go plug it in to the charger in the living room. I pulled off my sheets, refitted everything, and got the blankets all snug, and when I was satisfied with how everything looked... I reached over to grab my cell phone, and it was gone. I was a bit confused, but then I thought that I may have knocked it down when I was pulling the sheets off the bed, since I wasn't exactly being careful. I checked the floor around the table and under the bed, but it wasn't there. My second thought was that I had gotten it under my sheets or something like that when I was making the bed. So... I tore that all apart looking for it. Nothing. No phone whatsoever. I was seriously confused and sort of panicked, because I'd had my phone right there on the end table the entire time that I was cleaning. I was listening to music, and had just gotten off the phone with my friend. So where the hell did it go? I looked through all the places that I had cleaned, my drawers where I put my clothes, around my desk, on my shelves. It was literally nowhere to be seen. I hit a point where I needed to get going to meet up with my friend from the previously mentioned lunch date, so I pretty much had to abandon my search for my phone until later. I was upset and annoyed, but at the same time, the phone was definitely in my room, or at the very least, in my apartment. So I wasn't terribly worried about it being gone. I grabbed my purse and my keys, locked up my apartment, and I left. Whenever I unlocked my car door and sat down in the seat, I was really confused. My phone was sitting in the cup holder of my car, dead center between the seats. I literally stared at it for somewhere close to three minutes, just trying to piece together how the hell my phone ended up in my car, which was in the parking lot outside my building, and was definitely locked, considering I'd had my phone in my bedroom. I was talking on it in my bedroom. I was listening to music on it after the call while I was cleaning my bedroom. How could it have possibly ended up in my car? After staring like an idiot for a while, I decided to not look a gift horse in the mouth and just moved on. I actually checked it, and even better, my battery wasn't dead. It was somehow still at 15%, right where it was when I hung up my call. I plugged it into my car charger to make sure it had battery just in case it decided to teleport again while I was out. So... That's my little weird glitch that I can't explain. It's not creepy like some, but definitely bizarre. And something that I cannot find an explanation for. Okay, so I believe I may have posted this a few years ago, shortly after it happened. 
I'm writing it again because I was recently on a call with my mother, and without prompting, she brought it up. The story is about five years old now, give or take a few months. For a while, I thought maybe I had dreamed it or something, but my mom corroborated the story. I was 18 at the time, and it was my first Thanksgiving that I wasn't in school. My mom and I were taking our usual seven-hour trip up north. On holidays like this, it was more like nine hours, to our family in New Jersey for the holiday. We used to live up there, and since moving down south, we made, and still make, the trip up north about four or five times a year. Needless to say, we are abundantly familiar with the interstate. We are abundantly familiar with the entire route, to be honest. The way we always go is by taking Route 64 to 295, before getting on the interstate, the beautiful I-95. It sucks. It's always filled with traffic, so naturally the two of us leave at ungodly hours in the morning. This doesn't bug either of us, really, because we both wake up early anyways. So, this trip started off like any other. We were out of the door by 6.15 and had our Chick-fil-A in hand by 6.30, and were filled up on gas and on the road by 7 or so. The first part of the trip was fine. We put on music, talked about random stuff, and gossiped as mothers and daughters do. By the time we got on the 295 exit, it was still fairly early, but both of us were wide awake. She took the exit and we were set. The road looked as it always did, and nothing was out of the ordinary. After a few minutes of driving, though, something felt very wrong. Gone were the multiple lanes of the highway. We were on now what looked to be a country road. It cut through a cornfield and only had one lane of traffic in either direction. We were, as far as either of us could see, the only ones driving on that stretch of road. There was a little farmhouse on our right side, but that's about it. My mom and I were both really taken aback because we had just been on the highway. Neither of us had noticed any exits, nor had my mom gotten off at the wrong one. We'd been on 295, and then suddenly we weren't. My mom tried to rationalize it at first, saying that she probably wasn't paying attention because she had a bit of a headache forming and had just gotten off the wrong exit. At the time, I agreed with her, but something felt very, very off. And suddenly, the Chick-fil-A breakfast was not sitting so well anymore. There weren't any signs for directions, only a few speed limit signs as we kept going. When I looked at the dashboard clock, too, only a minute or so had gone by. By the looks of it, we were in the middle of nowhere, Virginia. Time to me didn't seem to match up, but I just felt weird and dizzy at that point. My mom decided to keep driving forward. I don't know why she didn't just K-turn so we could go back, but she's always been one to prefer to get actual directions. We didn't have cell service either, so that may have been why. That's pretty normal for rural Virginia, though. I work on a haunted farm during the Halloween season, so I'm used to pretty spotty reception. Cornstalks do not a cell tower make. Well, we kept on driving, and after maybe 15 minutes, we came to what I guess was this census-designated place's idea of a town. By this, I mean there was a service station and a church. We stopped the car, they filled us up, and my mom asked for directions. The guys were pretty nice, your typical laid-back southerners. They did tease my mom for her New York accent, though. When we explained that we'd gotten turned around coming off of 295, they looked really surprised. The younger of the two guys said that, coming from the direction we had, we were driving towards 295N, not away from it. That really threw us for a loop. They asked if we'd ever done this trip before, or if we were new to Virginia, etc. And they were shocked when we said yes. We all got quiet after that, and my mom and I got back in our car and drove another 20 minutes to get back on to the highway. Once we were back en route, 
the pit in my stomach went away. Neither of us really talked anymore about it, and we didn't mention it to our family once we got to New Jersey. I thought about this experience a lot since it happened. I tried to rationalize it, but the more I think about it, the weirder it gets. Sure, plenty of people make mistakes driving when they're tired, but my mom and I both had our coffee well before this had happened. What really trips me up is how we were driving towards 295 and not away from it, and how far away from the exit we were on that country road. That, and how little time had passed between being on the interstate and not being on the interstate. Like I said, I thought maybe I had just dreamt it. I was on the phone with my mom yesterday, though, and she brought it up out of nowhere. I guess she was thinking about it, because we were trying to decide what to do for Thanksgiving. She asked if I remembered that time that we teleported, which is a very funny way to start a conversation, but then she got serious and said that it had freaked her out. She recounted the events almost exactly how I did, except she did say that there was a sign along the country road pointing towards the service station. Regardless of what actually happened, it was a bizarre and jarring experience. At least it taught me to always appreciate friendly gas station employees. About ten years ago, I used to work for a small call center that did tech support for some smaller internet service providers throughout the country. The call center was 24 by 7, and it was probably the most stressful job I've ever had. But it paid the bills, and in the end, working nights meant that I could still go to school. So, I pretty much just kept with it and did my best. Working the night shift meant that you knew everyone that you worked with, because there were only a handful of you there at any point in time. So, when we got a new guy... It was almost an event because it was such a rarity. My glitch actually involves a new employee that we got, and it wasn't just the fact that he was new to the company that makes me remember the situation. It's that he had an accent. On that night that he started, he was introduced, and I was over the moon because he actually had a very thick Irish accent. He and I chatted a bit during the introduction, and come to find out, he was from Ireland, and he had moved to the US about 20 or so years prior. He told me about his home life, his family, basically everything that a quick introduction could entail. I remember even commenting that I loved his accent, because it was one of those things that I said that was weird, and I caught it after I said it. I apologized to him after saying it, basically fessing up to the fact that I shouldn't have said it, and he laughed and told me it was totally fine. After we chatted for a few minutes, he got pulled away from his spot to shadow one of the other techs so we could explain a few things to him, which was basically all of the training that you got there. He told me that he'd see me around, and I went back to work. The night ended, I went home, Everything was pretty normal. The next night, I actually looked around for him, but I didn't see him, so I assumed they either had him shadowing someone else, he was in training with the manager, or he may have had the day off. The next day was the same, and he was nowhere to be found. On the third day, I was a bit upset, thinking that he may have decided that this job just wasn't for him and didn't come back. I actually went over to the night manager and asked him if the man had quit, and he asked me who I was talking about. I said, you know, the guy that just started? He had a really thick Irish accent. He stared at me like I was insane and said that no one had been hired in the last couple weeks, much less anybody from Ireland. I stood there literally describing this guy, how tall he was, how he looked, his backstory... None of it rang any bells with the manager. I thought that he was messing with me, so I shouted for the other tech that the guy had shadowed, 
and he had no idea who I was talking about. I asked a few of the other guys, and they too told me that they did not remember a man with an Irish accent ever starting. I was the only one who remembered this man, apparently. Nobody that worked our shift had heard of a man with an Irish accent. None of them had any memory of this guy ever existing, with me being the only exception. I guess it is possible that they were all just messing with me, but to get that many guys to just pretend that somebody didn't exist for the fun of it, that would have been quite a feat. It was honestly really upsetting, too, because he seemed like a cool dude, and I would have loved to have been friends with the guy. So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As the Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff. Ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode. But until then, sleep well. <laughs>